So we're live? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we're live with the Barstool Fantasy Podcast. Is that our name now? Uh, oh, yeah. We didn't think of one yet. Next yeah. week, we'll have the name. Next yeah. week, we'll have a guest, too. Oh, we had a good name. It's in the Fantasy Life, but uh, apparently Matt Berry already took it. We're in trademarked. Is that um, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And we're not talking trash or anything. It's just no. Yeah, I, I think we need to think of, That's um, it. Maybe a different one. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, the Barstool Fantasy Podcast with at Bales Football from Fantasy Lab, DraftKings, basically anywhere where fantasy is uh, talked about. Uh, and we are currently in the new office. Uh, we're in a conference room right now. Uh, I don't know. If you can see this, but I am on a MacBook, and to our left is a first-class podcast studio in which we cannot use right now because I don't know. I just don't fucking know. And what makes it even better is we were supposed to do this remotely from home today. And and, uh, as you know from last time, I was having issues moving to New York, just trying to fucking get here. Well, I found a nice place. All moved in. Thought my worries were over. Called Verizon Fios to install cable and internet. They instructed me that Fios was not available. Called my landlord. He said, oh, we can only do Time Warner Cable in the building. Time Warner Cable, technician came over today, left work, everything. Drive first, basically first day at the new office, had to get up, walk out in front of everyone. I'm already there as a lazy sack of shit. And here I am just walking out, just trying to get internet in my place. So maybe I can, you know, do something at home. Maybe have a date night, watch some Netflix, or God forbid, work from home. Technician said Time Warner Cable is not compatible in the building or in my apartment. So it's it's a it's a circle jerk of life. That's so you're just like um, there's no internet in <clears throat> in your apartment. No, there's none, and I don't know how to get it because. Well, what do you want to say? Did you talk to your neighbors or? <clears throat> my neighbors have it. My neighbors have it. The, what the Time Warner cable cable guy instructed me happened was the place got renovated. They cut the cable feed into that specific apartment, but it hasn't been fixed yet. So I'm trying to, it's, I, it's essentially my landlord's responsibility, but he's telling me to fuck off. Uh, I'm contacting the super, he barely speaks English. So going, yo, Cablo, apartment. Like, I don't know what's going on. So I, I, we're in limbo right now. My roommates aren't here yet. Uh, I'm on my own. I got a whole bunch of happy horse shit on my plate. And where did, and where did you move? <clears throat> uh, yeah, um, do you want me to give my address? Yeah, give me uh, the address. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, in the Murray, I'm, in, I'm in the Murray Hill area, which oh, right, okay, basically, yeah. Yeah, basically right off a of douchebag row, which yeah. is another thing I didn't want to do coming back to New York, but it's walkable to the office. And uh, <clears throat> basically the last thing I wanted to do was relive the years from 22 to 24, where I was basically looking Joshua Tree right in the fucking eye. I never thought I was going to do that again, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right off a douchebag route. So, Where's the office? Uh, the office is in is in uh, Midtown. It's like ten blocks away. But I mean, it's like it's fifteen minute walk. It's a perfect walk. But I mean, I'm walking through the New York City streets. I mean, this morning it's not raining out yet. Something wet's coming down on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that air conditioners, man. I yeah. I don't get I don't get how it works, but. Uh, next week, we will have a guest. Big things are happening on this podcast, and uh, the audio is going to be better. I'm not sure if we're going to have video. Hopefully, we do. But, yeah, big things. Fun and exciting. And hopefully, we win some money, which never happens, but 
<laughs> that, that, that happens for me. Yeah, I know. It happens to you. It happens to you. And, <laughs> and, and like last year, you're going to give, you're going to give the, uh, the inside information in which uh, does win you money, correct? Yeah, I mean, there's so much. There's so much. Why do you hide shit from us, Bales? Why do you have some sack-worthy picks that you hid from last year that you exploded on? So no that bullshit this year. You gotta give us at least one megastar sleeper pick that will explode in like the three dollar. I give more than than almost anybody in terms of picks and stuff. Um, but there's so much more that goes into it with roster construction and correlations and like pairing the right guys together. So, I mean, occasionally I won't say something, but like. And when you have a true diamond in the rough, you're not going to say anything. But then again, if you do say something that explodes, hey, makes you look kind of good, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm not like lying or anything like that, so. You're not? No. I would never, I, no, I would never lie. I, I play the guys that I, that I say. Go on, go hatless again. This is a new look. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I haven't haven't seen it uh, in quite a while. But we will do like we did in years past. Uh, the basic format of this is we were going to talk about mostly daily fantasy stuff. We're not going to get into the theories or the season long aspects of everything. Um, if you have a question, like who the fuck is Alshon Jeffrey, we're not going to answer it. This considers. A intermediate to advanced worthy podcast about fantasy sports, specific football right now. Uh, would you agree to that assessment? What we want to do? Yeah, it's going to be uh, um, like ninety nine percent daily in terms of the fantasy, and then I hope um, you know the goal is to uh, talk about some other things and get some guests on, maybe with different perspectives and things like that. And yeah, we want to we want to get we want to get as many we. we we want to get daily fantasy people on to, to give their things. We want to get some celebrities on. We have some people in mind that will come on. We want to get Barstool guys on. I want K Marco on here. He's the sling dicker of the Barstool core when it comes to fantasy. Yeah, dude, I would love to talk to him. I, I've only like yeah. talked to him about, about DFS and stuff. Um, I have no idea if he knows what he's doing. Uh, no, he does because he's the smartest guy at Barstool by far. I, I know he's a sharp. I know he's a sharp guy. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just here. I'm going by what Fantasy Labs tells me and 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 gut picks, and I have everything all lined up, ready to go. And then ten minutes before kickoff, I give the old fuck it and switch <laughs> yeah. out half my lineup. And you know, now that's always. The, yeah, I I like that strategy. I think that's good. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the worst strategy possible, and I do it every week. Every week, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, stop. fail. Yeah, uh, things happen. Yeah. So, I mean, you're like an electric collar on me whenever I go. Like, just knock me out if I try to enter my lineup any time a half hour before kickoff or before. But okay, let's uh, let's get it rolling. Big tournament this week, obviously, is the DraftKings uh, five million dollar deal in which is basically winning the lottery if you one one point nine million people. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 batshit and bananas combined into one. So you you literally have to get the best player at each specific position in order to win. And that that lineup will probably come at least once, if not two or three times. I mean do you agree? Um yeah, I think we have. Yeah, I think we have like a, a pretty decent chance of a of a tie. For, yeah, because there's only so, there's only so much variance you can do 
with 1.9 million people that are going to be in yeah. this goddamn. I mean, it, it depends. Like, so the the guys who are who are the chalk, who everyone um, is going to play, do that. Like, they generally are the best values, and it's likely that um, they will score the most points. But there's so many guys. Um, that do stuff in, in weeks that we just don't expect just because that, you know, there's so many like third receivers and they go off for a long touchdown or whatever, and you need to have them in your lineup. And because there's so many people, um, it's going to be very close to an optimal lineup. Like the, the person who wins is going to be very, very close, um, to like the best possible lineup that you could have. So, um, if I were to on it, I would say that it's definitely, if, if you if you want to do like a side bet on this, I'll say that the the winner doesn't chop. I, I think it'll be a unique lineup, and I think most of them will be. But I would say that it's likely we will see one split winner um, over the course of the year. It's still on my, It's still interesting yeah. because of the lineup combinations, and um, all you need is one like unexpected guy to go off, and like one guy has that lineup. Now, when we're talking about tournaments, now this is the only really theoretical thing we'll get into. Tournaments, you kind of need, especially something this fucking huge, you're going to need your, like you said, third-string wide receiver that might explode that's going to have be played by 1% of the people because that's the only way you're going to win. But when it comes to head-to-head and smaller tournaments, your basic strategy is to go for guys that you know are going to at least be consistent instead of going after the long shots, because that third-string wide receiver could have 30 points or he could go catchless. Like, right or am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. And week one is, is super unique in that the pricing came out so long ago, and now there's been injuries and guys just, like, not playing. And there are just obvious cash game plays where the, the pros are probably going to make some money this week because, um, like – a new a new guy coming in who misses some of these some of these guys that that uh, we can talk about uh, is going to be at like a huge disadvantage. There's a few guys, maybe like a group of four guys that are just complete auto starts in cash games. And uh, first update, breaking update in the DraftKings draft room: Sam Bradford will not be playing in the Cleveland at Philadelphia game. So check your lineup, kids. Make sure you fucking bench Bradford. Maybe as well start Carson once. Who knows? We'll get into it. Uh, Okay, first overall player that you would play that I think is just going to have the most points everywhere. Antonio Brown's $9,800. He's the highest. Obviously, he's going to probably have 12 catches, 200 yards, and three touchdowns because all he does is sling dick. But who do you think is, like, the guaranteed highest point player in week one? Antonio. Uh, It's not even a question. Yeah, he's so safe. Um, there, there's some concern there. Uh, well, first of all, you you uh, you can't play him in the Millionaire Maker, so um, oh, because he'll be played by sixty percent of the people. No, you can't play him because he's not in the slate because they play on Monday. <laughs> and and oh, Millionaire oh. Maker this week is Fanduel's doing um, has him in their Sunday Million, so you can do that. But on DraftKings in the Millionaire Maker, they're going Sunday only, and um, we'll see if they do that. All year, I think that they might, and I think they're going to do that because um, people get their money back on Sunday night and then can reinvest it in the, in the primetime slates, like Monday, Thursday. And mm-hmm. it's hard by them if they do that, but they're, they're doing it week one. So Antonio Brown and um, the – so it's uh, 
Steelers, Redskins, Rams, and Niners both play on Monday night. They have that doubleheader on Monday night. They're not in the slate. Um, so in, in if you're playing like a regular Thursday to Monday league, Antonio is by far just on in the millionaire maker. Um, not that you're looking for that, but if you're playing a, a Sunday league, then um, the, the top point scorer would probably be uh, Julio Jones. Or you'd project it to be Julio Jones or – Potentially one of the top quarterbacks. I'd still probably go Julio. And this season, we are recording on Wednesday. Last year, it was Thursday or Friday, and we got it up on Friday. We missed the Thursday night games. This season, we will be recording and talking about the Thursday night games. So let's just assume we're not just talking about the millionaire maker. We're talking about everything overall. But let's not get ahead of ourselves where we're, like, guaranteed that this is going to get posted in the morning. That's that's our, that's our that's a goddamn fact right there. It's so cold. <laughs> Are we even recording right now? Yeah. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> I'm not sure. Are you serious? Seriously. I think we are. We'll see. This, this <laughs> Dude, I'm so silly. Like, you, my stress level is Dude, I'm breaking out. Like I'm turning gray. Things oh, are. Dude, New York, man. Oh, that's all it I is. Stop, man. That's all it is, and I have to get here at like seven o'clock in the morning in the office. Otherwise, what? I'm like, Why? well, because I'm I'm deemed like a lazy sack of shit if I don't. Oh, yeah, well, I got I got to show everyone that I'm not at least in the beginning when I'm. How, yo, how is the I I? So you've seen Nate now, right? Oh well, I've seen a lot of. Well, so. actually, Nate did not come to the office today. Pretty much the only one. Why? He's from home. We, we had an optional day to come into the office, and he was pretty. Sweet. What are your work? Uh, I guess two questions. What are your work from home privileges? Since like, there's probably no reason for you actually. You know, you don't need to be there. Well, and then, um, I mean, you're assuming you're assuming you can work from home, like normal people that don't live in shanties that have. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. can. You can. Yes, I cannot. I cannot. And then what is the, what, what's the dynamic with Nate, man? What's been going on? Well, this week, the office isn't, like, there was a complete embargo on office talk. That's why nobody was tweeting or doing anything. And then all of a sudden, Prez, of course, during lunch today, he's like, fuck it, we're doing the rundown here. Everyone's tweeting everything. So I guess we're able to talk about it now. But the office isn't done, hence why we're not using the podcast studio right now. And there's still construction going down. So this week is kind of optional to come in and go i'm going back to philly on friday so i'm not going to be here but i mean you know if you have the option it's kind of like preseason or kind of like um off-season training camp if yet not mandatory it's not mandatory but you know looks good if you're there and uh nate just decided not to come in today so you know i don't know uh, on a personal right, you didn't level, the question how like, <laughs> has it been awkward Do you guys fight like you saw each other, right? You shake hands or what? Like, well, he, he's, he's – see, the thing with thing with Nate is he's uh, he's a Twitter dick. He's got his muscles behind the keyboard. But once he finally uh, comes into reality with the real people, he climbs up a little bit, which is fine, which is absolutely fine. So uh, we'll see how the dynamic goes in future case. But I, I'm, a, I'm a nice guy. I'm going to sit back, relax, not say anything, but uh, – you know, keep your friends close and keep your enemies closer. And I got, I got a couple ideas for revenge up my sleeve for what <laughs> yeah, happened. Like yeah. so, and we can discuss that privately right now or after the show. But, uh, yeah, things are going to happen. I would and like to, uh, yeah, I would like to talk about that on the show at some point. All right, but back to uh, 
back to our reality here while we do this podcast. Um, let's go position by position now. You got Antonio Brown slinging overall. Running back is uh, probably the most important position to get uh, consistent value out of. Would would you agree to that, or am I completely off base? And that's why. I don't know what you mean by that. I, they're all they're all important. Well, I'm um, just I'm just trying to throw out big terms to make sense. <laughs> fantasy level money that's like yeah i would i would suggest everyone try to get value out of their running backs yeah yeah that was just complete bullshit politician talk right there (laughs) that that has no sense or substance whatsoever i apologize for that i I will never do that again (laughs) Um, running backs todd Gurley's at the top 7800 he plays on monday night obviously again who do you think is going to be the best plays there and your sleepers for running back um, so there's one auto start, I think, um, there's, a, there's a few that are at the top, but one auto start, uh, assuming Jamal Charles doesn't play, which I'm pretty sure he's not going to. And Spencer Ware becomes like, to me, um, big slinging. You're automatically playing him in cash games. I, I, there's no way you're going to find a pro I think without Spencer Ware in cash. Um, and then tournaments, um, I'm still going to, I'm still going to play him. Um, just cause. I think that it's uh, he's he's forty four hundred on DK. You can play him everywhere. He's just like uh, a lock to return value. Um, I guess you could make an argument that you don't play him in the Millionaire Maker because there's so many people. And um, I don't know if you could do it with him, but maybe someone that uh, that we'll talk about at quarterback or any player. Um, you know, they can be cheap and very likely to return value and good plays in cash, but. If you want to win a like a really really um, big league with a lot of people, you need upside out of everybody. And so, if if they if they just don't have that ceiling, even if they're really underpriced, then you can make an argument there. I don't think that that you make that with Ware, but uh, yeah, I think Ware's an auto start. There you got Ware. Uh, Gurley's going up against a really bad San Fran defense. Like last season, Demonte Freeman started off with three touchdowns. I believe his first week. We're pretty close to that. Um, Lamar Miller started off hot. Like, who do you think's coming out guns blazing out of the big time uh, running backs? I think that all of them are very, very interesting. I think there's a really interesting dynamic between Gurley and David Johnson. So, um, you know, I talked to other daily fantasy guys, and a lot of them are just split on this um, on DK. Uh, Gurley is um, uh, – so this isn't in the Millionaire Maker. This would be if you're playing a, a full slate. But Gurley is on Monday night and plays the, um, the Niners. They're going to feed him the ball. It's uh, a relatively good matchup for him. A, a really good matchup, actually. They should um, – actually, I believe they're, they're favored by like a field goal or something, um, which I think is insane. But – and uh, – they're going to run a bunch of plays probably or a bunch of plays relative to how many they've run in the past, just because of uh, Chip Kelly there on the other side. So they'll run some more plays and uh, you know, with him, with him, he's a guy who doesn't care. And, and Jeff Fisher's going to run him to the, yeah. so to, to, to the down like 14 or something early. He's going to get a bunch of touches. Um, the case for David Johnson is he can do every, absolutely everything. Um, the Cardinals are very likely to beat the Patriots, I think. Um, if they don't, 
and uh, things don't go according to plan, he still has value because he catches passes. So he's the type of player that I like to play more so in cash games. And I, 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 I personally prefer David Johnson, but I understand why people would like Gurley. Um, so I think there's that choice to make. And you can pay up there if you're – because there's Spencer Ware and um, there's cheap receivers, there's cheap tight ends, there's one obviously cheap quarterback in Dak um, that I think almost everyone's going to play or a lot of people are going to play. Um, so, yeah, you, you have those guys and, and that decision to make. And then beneath that you have Zeke, D'Angelo, also on Monday night, Devontae, and Lamar Miller. And and all those guys are in really good spots. Did, um, didn't 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 you go on the anti Zeke train during our season preview? Oh, I'm not playing. I'm not playing Zeke. No. All right. Well, just but I will say, out. like, just because I didn't like. First of all, I think that Zeke is probably a good player. Might not be. Just don't know. One of the worst picks of all time, I think. That guy, <laughs> that guy at um, a number four, I think, is insane, especially if one of the top cornerback prospects in the past 10 years on the board, just really bad pick. But Zeke himself is, is probably a good player. And I think he's going to be good in fantasy um, throughout the season, just because he's going to get the ball a lot. And uh, even if he sucks, they're going to, they're going to force it to him. Um, so I'll, I'll probably play him at, at times this year. Uh, I, I'm not playing him um, this week um, just because I think that uh, there's just better options, obviously, at a at running back. And he's – I mean, he's $200 cheaper than David Johnson. I'm going to play David Johnson every time. All right, on the wide receivers, uh, we all know the big wigs, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. Like, all of them are going to get production no matter what. It's just a matter who explodes. So that's all a crapshoot. What mid-range or extreme value plays do you have, especially for tournaments? And – the quarterback you want to pair them up with. Cause as we know, that's important because you'll be getting double value. Yeah. The chalk play at receiver is Marvin Jones. Um, he's 4,600 uh, on, on the lions. Uh, and he, he uh, I'm confident that the top three receivers in terms of ownership, I would actually, this isn't going to be in the millionaire maker, obviously, cause uh, I have Antonio Brown in it, but I would like, do a side bet that the top three um, receivers are going to be Antonio, Julio, and Marvin Jones. And then I think you have like um, DeAndre's up there a little bit and um, and then a bunch of other guys. But I think those are going to be the three really super uh, high-owned receivers. Uh, I, 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 like, I still like all of them. I think that you can play all of them. Um, but Marvin Jones is that cheap guy. The cheap guy that I like – uh, that isn't going to be in a ton of lineups, but he's not super contrarian, is Corey Coleman. Um, so I like RG3 to Corey Coleman against the Eagles. Everyone's saying the Eagles upgraded their defense. Um, I, don't, I don't know that they did that one. Uh, they um, did. The Eagles did upgrade their defense. Their defense is going to be a little bit better, but, um, yeah, not that good. Yeah, it's not yeah. That, that, that big of a thing. Um, the uh, – Browns are likely to be down in that game still, I think, or it'll at least be close. I don't, I don't know that, um, you know, they're going to, uh, like, it, they, could, they could potentially blow them out, which might still be good for, for Coleman. But um, I think they're, they're going to be able to throw there. The, the, the biggest scare is that the pace of the game is going to be pretty slow. Uh, 
that would be the, the biggest knock on um, Coleman. But I just really like him as a player. I don't know where the targets are going to go there with, with, uh, with Gordon out. Uh, he has to get them. I think he's going to get like 10 targets. And he is a really, really good player. Dominated at Baylor. He's young. He had a huge market share of touchdowns and, and yards there. So I like Corey Coleman more than, than most do, um, especially other pros. So that would be the guy I'm highest on relative to um, smart people, which is probably, you know, never good. Uh, who do you think as far as your uh, paired wide receiver and running back that you're, that you're going to be using most in lineups? Quarterback, you mean? Quarterback to wide receiver pair that you're going to be using in most tournament lineups. Um. Probably Rodgers to Cobb because I don't think that too many people are going to be – Cobb will have decent ownership. I don't know that people are on Rodgers that much because there's a bunch of quarterback options and Dak is going to be the, the chalk because he's so cheap. Um, but Jordy is not right. He'll be on a snap count. Um, actually, I, th- I think he's definitely going to be. And, uh, you know, he's an old receiver coming back from a, a, a knee tear. They're, they're going to limit him. Um, and I, I just think that that duo is in a really good spot relative to, uh, to how people feel about them. So I think you can do um, Rogers to Cobb. And then I, I also think that you can double stack Rogers, Cobb, and, uh, and Jared Cook. And I think that that's um, – yeah, I, I think Jared Cook is going to have a mega year, mega year, assuming he catches the ball, which he didn't really do in St. Louis. But he is athletic enough to where he can be like, who's that big black – guy for that was tight end that absolutely slung for them a couple years ago before he got hurt with Rodgers. Uh, Richard Rodgers? No, 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 no. Before him. It was like an athletic freak. Uh, Jermichael Finley? Yes, Finley. I mean, he had a year, season or two before he absolutely just fell off the rails with injuries where yeah. he absolutely tied his dick to his thigh and it came loose every other night. Thanks for that black prompt. I, I never would have uh, figured out who it was. Well, he's just a big black jack guy. I guess, I guess not racist. It's just saying. No, I think Jared Cook is, is athletic. It's, 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 he's sort of like a Justin Hunter guy to me where it's like, okay, all of these signs point to him being able to play. Um, he can't fucking play football. <laughs> like, what the hell is <laughs> But um, Justin Hunter has never actually been in like a, a – a serious offense with a quarterback and um oh well he's got ryan Tannehill phone on now assuming he won't be yeah, in prison before he's sunday not, he's not gonna play <laughs> i mean that's that's assuming he's not gonna be in prison before sunday which is a big assumption yeah point flip but yeah i like cook um i like cook and but he will be um i, I think that sharper players are definitely on cook uh, at tight end uh not to get there too early, but you have um, Dwayne Allen and uh, Jared Tucker, two guys who are very, very cheap. That if you're trying to save money and go like, if you want Julio and Antonio and David Johnson, if you're using you know Ware and Dak, um, you can you can potentially get those guys if you're going cheap at tight end too. Uh, other than those two picks and. Uh... Anybody else you got a tight end? We're already on the topic. I mean, obviously, it's Rob Gronkowski and then the rest, Jordan Reed, Greg yeah, Olson. Reed, if, you're playing, if, you have Monday, if you have the Monday night game, is uh, I think the play. I don't like Reed as much as other people do. I think maybe they like him more on FanDuel where he's, he's a better value. But uh, Kobe Fleener on FanDuel is, like, very underpriced. And I, I still prefer, prefer Fleener. Um, 
But uh, yeah, Delaney Walker, but that's not really a big um, shock. He's underpriced at 4,500. Uh, I mentioned Al- Allen and, um, and Cook. A contrarian guy. Oh, here, here's the guy that I'm definitely going to like. Don't say Ertz. Don't say Ertz. Uh, no, Ertz, Ertz, is, Ertz is a fine play, but um, that's not my guy. Ertz is not a fine play. Not, I mean, Ertz is athletic as shit, but he's not when Doug Peterson comes in and he's taking over the play calling and Travis Kelsey was arguably one of the most athletic tight ends in the league. He's only getting four t- touches total with Kansas City. I am not on Ertz as much as you are, but – I, I like her. I like her. It's for the year, but um, I won't play him that much this week, if, if at all. But the guy that I like is a guy that I fucking hate uh, long term. I think that he's he's been done for like four years, and people keep saying like, "Oh, but he's a good blocker," and he's not. He's like not even a blocker. But uh, okay, I'll give, I'll give you a profile, and you can guess who it is. He's a veteran. He's a great all around tight end. This is what people say. Um, he, he blocks. He does like. He runs great routes. He's savvy. Um, and uh, Jesus, you, you, what you're describing is like you're describing an ugly chick that just people. She has great personality, but people, you know, she's ugly. I mean, she can't. She can't do it out there. Uh, that's what I. It's the ugly chick of tight ends, and that's exactly. And that's someone that I like this week, Jason Witten. Um, I think that Jade not not in cash. <laughs> Witten in cash. Uh, but I like Jason Wynn. He does well against the Giants because they play a defense that um, that tries to force Dez out of the game and leaves the middle of the field open. They always do it against the Cowboys. Um, and uh, I'm not really too concerned about Dak, actually, uh, at quarterback. As it, I, I, I think Dak is a really, really good quarterback. I thought it, he was before preseason. Um, and then people, you know, say don't overreact to preseason. But – I think when someone does as well as Dak did, it was so extreme. It was just an absolutely unreal performance the entire time. Um, that means something. It definitely does. Like, we don't see bad players do that. They just don't do that. I'm a little concerned about you uh, referring to Jason Witten as uh, the ugly girl at tight ends. I think he could still put some asses in the seats. He had a couple of good years last year, a couple of good games last season. And he gets the targets, too. Yeah, I think that they're going to move away from that a little bit. I, I hope they do. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's – I mean, him and Romo are shower buddies. So Yeah, he does look to him. And, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's not like um, – I don't know. Witten is – I just don't like Witten. But I think, he, I think he's a fine play this week. I don't think anyone's really on him, and I think he's in a pretty good spot. Uh, on the defense. Um, defense – in tournaments, more than cash games, I mean, you need that one team that's really going to get that defensive or special teams touchdown and give you 25 points and put you over the top. Do you see anybody just coming out and dominating? Um, in, so in cash games, um, like the best defense to play, I think, is probably the Chiefs um, against the Chargers. Um, I think you can make a case also for the Seahawks. You, you're just paying up. I think that uh, people don't want to do that because you don't do it in season long. But uh, sort of paradoxically, defenses are much easier to predict in one game than they are over the course of a season where strength of schedule evens out um, and there's injuries and things like that. In one week, we know who they're playing and you know we can use the Vegas lines and uh, 
predict it pretty well. Um, I've actually become like sort of fascinated with defenses now where I used to spend no time on it. And like this past month or so, I've spent so much time like analyzing. I mean, it's the little things in life. That's yeah. all it is. That great defense is what's going to separate you from a huge cash win to, you know, fuck, if I only started the Browns against the Eagles when you know Carson Wentz is going to go down the first half, Chase Daniels is going to come in, in the second half, absolutely fumbles balls all over the place. That's a play this week. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think that the, uh, the top three just in terms of value for cash and probably the most popular are um, – the uh, the um, uh, the Seahawks and the uh, and probably the um, Browns. Uh, no, the, no, the, uh, the the Texans against um, the uh, who the fuck did the Texans play? Um, the Bears uh, and uh, they have JJ Watt back. So I think that those will be the three most popular, and I think that they will um, be the most useful in cash games and tournaments. I like the Packers. Um, so that's that's like a, the play that I might have the most. They are cheap. They play the Jags, who throw the ball a ton, which is really really good for defenses. Um, and they should be down. I think the Packers are a five point favorite even on the road. Um, the Jaguars overachieved last year. They're just in a situation where they're going to have to throw, and they have a quarterback who's not afraid to um, like take chances with the football potentially. And he, you know he's not just going to throw it away. So I like that situation a lot for, for a return touchdown and um, a bunch of sacks or, or takeaway potential. That, that, would be, that would be my top um, tournament team that I think no one's really going to be on. I'm telling you right now, Carson Wentz is beat up. He is going to try to do something way out of his league. He's going to get a shit shattered, and Chase Daniels is going to come in and throw minimally six picks. Minimum. So that's my, that's my, that is my, that, that's not even my opinion. That's stone cold fact. That's what's going to happen. And yeah, I, think, I mean, uh, the problem, I'm going to be, I'm going to be holding my father while he's crying in the seats. Yeah. The problem is like, um, the Browns are dogs, even with Wentz. They're, they're actually like four point dogs and the game could be slow. This is my only concern with Coleman, even though I think he's going to get enough targets. Um, where, you just might not see Wentz passing that much. And I don't know that he's going to – I think he's just going to be – they're going to be just very, very conservative where with defense, like, it's not – you're not necessarily trying to limit – in fantasy, the points don't matter really that much, how many points the, the team scores. It's like you get points from, from sacks and takeaways and returns and stuff. So you're just trying to predict that a lot. That's why I don't like them. Um, not that I, I think Wentz is – I don't like Wentz. I think he's going to be pretty bad at He's a rookie quarterback. I mean, he's not supposed to be pretty good, but then again, I mean, for his career. yeah. Well, no. <laughs> oh, ginger me timbers. God damn it! Going right down the shitter with that team. All right, uh, that wraps up the fantasy aspect. Do uh, you want to do what we did last year, where we each predict three games uh, with the lines? Uh, yeah. Okay. And have a season season long bet on that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Let me. Yeah. Well, well, we'll discuss the terms after the show, and then we'll bring it up. Okay. What? What line are we using? We're using the live lines, I assume. Well, we're using the lines as a now. So I'm on Bovada right now. Um, my game one will be. 
You know, I would never bet against the Eagles, even though I think Cleveland's a stone-cold lock. I thought they were a lock at seven and a half, and I thought they were a lock I mean, at – That was – yeah, that was – when when, And I thought they were a lock when it moved down to five and a half with Bradford still starting, and I know it's a lock now when they're at four. So take that for what you will. But I will not use that as one of my picks. Oh, I'm going to. That's my first one. I'll, I'll just go ahead. I'm taking Browns plus four. All right, well – more power to you, you snake. Steal my advice right from under me. God, Jesus. Uh, my first pick, we're going to go with, how is Oakland only plus one in New Orleans? That's an Oakland line. I don't get that. Uh, my first pick is going to be, fuck it. Let's go all out. San Fran, money line. They're plus three. I'm saying they win the game. At home against St. Louis. Oh uh, yeah, I, I I like that. Um, I was gonna do the. Um, can I do? I, I'm not gonna do the same thing. Can, can I pick the Niners too? Like, no, no, that was my pick. And the Niners aren't at three; they're at two. Or they're well, at two I, and a half. Bovada has plus three right now, but it doesn't matter. I'm I'm calling money line. Right. So if they don't win, I don't win the bet. Um, can I get plus three on the Niners? <laughs> Be creative here. One time in your life. Be creative. Okay. okay. Um, so I have the Browns. I'll go uh, the uh, Chargers plus seven at the Chiefs. I got Pittsburgh minus three at Washington. And we got one more in us. Uh, my, my last one is going to be um, Packers minus four. or either at four or four and a half at different spots. I'll take four. Uh at Jacksonville. You know what? I'm going to go a little, little, little sack in your monkey again. Tennessee plus two at home against Minnesota. Might be the only game they win all year. All right. That game. And uh, yeah, that'll wrap up this edition. Next week we'll have a guest, better picks, hopefully uh, better commentary. It's late. It's been a miserable day. I've been dragging, so I know that. Next week we should be better. Do you have any shout outs you want to do for fantasy? Lab or Mark Cuban telling you to do anything specific? Can we text um, him right now? Can we text him right now? See if he wants to be on the show next week. That will help me out. Too late, but I could I could ask him if we wanted to. <laughs> want to ask him? Him. No. How about you do this? Ask him why he blocked Barstool Sports Twitter. That was a discussion here. Wait, what? He he has Barstool blocked on Twitter. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a little underground. Well, what did you guys? What did you guys do? Well, what would we do? He fucking did a video with us one of the best videos we've ever done with big cat out there and, and prez yeah, I, I watched it yeah it was it was hilarious and it seemed like i don't know maybe we didn't promote cyber dust enough it could be a thing maybe maybe he was pissed and that you know, he was fucking fuming after a mavs game one time when we railed into jason kidd or something i don't know he's he not on mavs anymore maybe maybe he said maybe called maybe say uh, do you uh, how much do you read like other people's blogs you, you probably don't have time to do that right a little bit I mean, I try to read as much as possible. Mostly it's just the headlines and then something I'm either related to or interested yeah. in. Yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff. Like someone probably said something. Yeah. I think, I think, I, I think I've said that Dirk Nowitzki sings like Chewbacca, Chewbacca queefs. He wouldn't block you over that. I know he wouldn't block me for that, but that, that's the only thing I would have ever said negatively about a Dallas Maverick. Yeah. Other than Jason Stackhouse when he played for him, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. All right. 
we're logging off now. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Uh, any questions, hit up at Dallas Football, at Smitty Barstool. And, yep, see you next week.